Hey, everybody. Welcome to First Run Bald Movies. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. And today we saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is something mm-hmm. we're kind of doing new for 2019. If, if there's nothing... We're trying to do a movie every every week, and if there's nothing that's hot, that's exciting for us uh, this week that we think will will be interesting to watch, we're going to either go back and see something we missed, or maybe something from way back into this, from the nostalgia files, something from the 80s, 90s, or aughts. Or maybe it's the 60s or 70s. Maybe we'll see a movie maybe from the, the 30s. Silent, silent. The black uh, and white era. Yeah, no I feel like I saw one. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there was like a Keanu Reeves limited release that's uh, embargoed critics critical reviews up until the release, and we're like, nah. As much as we like Mr. Reeves, we saw Into the Spider Verse. Um, this is the second time I saw it because I took my family to see it on Christmas. Uh, what did you think, Jim? This is your first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you can come out of this movie not having had a good time. Uh, it's it's. Like, 95% enjoyable, even for me, who is, like, somewhat of a side-eyeing skeptic at Mm -hmm. these kind of comic book movies. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you have any affinity whatsoever for Spider-Man, you're going to love this. Yeah. uh, And I feel like there are 16 other layers to this thing that I just didn't get because I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. Like, I'm not steeped in the lore of the comics, you know? And I felt like they were pulling a lot of stuff from there that... I just didn't get, but it all still worked for uh, a Spider-Man newbie, if that's what you want to call me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I've I uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men were kind of my jam growing up and on into my early adulthood. So I I, I think there's a lot of stuff that's kind of new invented material because it's uh, the the premise of this movie um, is that there is a new Spider-Man who's a young boy. And the old Spider-Man that still lives in 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 in, in the world, he's like in his mid twenties, and he's very successful. He's saved the world multiple times. He's married Mary Jane Parker, uh, and uh, he promises to take him under the wing, but dies in essentially their first mission. This is not spoilers. This is literally the premise of the film. And then, uh, as a result of T- Kingpin trying to fuck around at the time the, the timeline to bring his family back, has been has been killed somehow. Uh, and this brings a whole bunch of, uh, potential allies for this new Spider-Man from, from multiple dimensions. It's very, very Rick and Morty. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the storyline was kind of inspired by, 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 you know, cross-pollination from, from watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with everything you said. I, I think this film is funny. It's, it's smart. It's, uh, got a pretty coherent plot. If you buy with, if you buy the, you know, timey wimey science fiction mumbo jumbo. Um, it's got a lot of heart and a, and, and mm-hmm. emotion, and it does a really good job. It, it, what I thought, and I, I guess I never really thought about this, is how malleable the Spider-Man myth is. Um, like you can do so many different things. Like I've always thought Spider-Man's kind of rooted in a particular place and time. And, and this, this kind of turns that on its head and shows that, you know, the really important thing about Spider-Man is, you know, the great power comes great responsibility. And there's um, Mm -hmm. some moving tributes to Stan Lee throughout the film. And then the, the, uh, at the credits, they, they have, uh, you know, his, his, his personal belief that, you know, anyone that does the right thing when it's hard to do, that's the definition of a superhero. And the, the, it, anybody could be Spider-Man. And that's kind of like the theme. One of the things I think the, the, the film plays with is that, you know, uh, anybody could be bit by the spider and, and choose then choose to use those powers for good. So 
I liked it. My son liked it. Cecily liked it. You liked it. I've not heard anyone shit on this film. No, I've never heard anything other than glowing reviews for this thing. What did you think of the animation style? Because it's peculiar. So I liked all of it except for Kingpin. I actually think the Kingpin is like, it's almost like a logistics thing. Like there's no vehicle (laughs) built for this man. And, And they don't ever address it like it's, yeah. it's he just slides out of an suv no problem yeah uh he walks through doors he that he won't he, fit through that he will that, that frame like think shaquille o'neal except if he was as wide as he is tall yeah he's a cube <laughs> like, it's it's fucking ridiculous i i really didn't like the kingpin uh design of the uh-huh. character design but uh-huh. other than that i thought the animation was amazing yeah, I especially I, during the action sequences oh yeah i i like the kingpin like uh because I, th- I feel like if Kingpin was drawn conventionally more like a Vincent D'Onfrio uh, from the, the Netflix adaptation of Daredevil, that you just wouldn't buy that he could potentially menace Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't uh, buy it anyway. But... Be- because in the... Co- huh? <laughs> I don't buy it anyway, but <laughs> sure. But, but make it in this kind you. of like larger-than-life monster, like impossibly mm-hmm. much, because the, the whole thing with Wilson Fisk is he is like uh, incredibly strong. If people mm-hmm. think he's fat, but that the, the myth of it is that's actually all muscle. Uh-huh. Okay, so, you know, and, and the, the tension between a Spider-Man Kingpin fight is always, you know, Spider-Man could kill Kingpin easily. Uh, but so doing someone that powerful, uh, but yet f- that's, that's fragile is something that Spider-Man always struggles with. Like, uh-huh. you know, when he fights a titanic guy, he can just use all of his spider strength and all of his speed and ability. When he fights a mortal, it's it, it's harder for him to do that. So, again, steeped in the spider lore, I was like, oh, I like this billboard size Kingpin. <laughs> uh, and I like the superhero, the physics behind it. But yeah. I also it's so I mean, it's clearly 3D animation that's working very hard to look like 2D mm-hmm. and the way it kind of flashes and they play with like comic book conventions. Like occasionally you'll see uh, 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 the, the new Spider-Man's thoughts appear into like l- yellow boxes. And sometimes you'll see like, you know, a, a old Batman series, wham, bam, kapow. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious to see kind of the, the conventions of Spider-Man, you know, where... Mm-hmm he has spidey sense and there's this constant voice in his head that you as an audience member are privy to being sort of discovered by a new spider-man mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah this is very very early on in the movie like yeah. almost with probably within the first 10 minutes right but the things that they do there uh playing around with that concept is just really cool yeah and i i just thought that there's when i watched this movie because i thought some of the the um, the, the recent movies of Spider-Man are pretty good. Like all the Sam Raimi ones, I didn't care much for the Andrew Garfield. But but mm-hmm. the problem with the Andrew Garfields wasn't that Spider-Man didn't look cool or move like Spider-Man. But I got to say that animation is where Spider-Man really shines because you just they're, – they're still making him be CGI in a real world. There's something clunky and weighty where when he's just – you know, effortlessly acrobatic and he moves like the Spider-Man uh, is always drawn to be, you know, kind of like a Spider-Man. His his joints kind of bend to odd angles and mm. he does weird things with his fingers and toes to stick on walls. And I felt like this is one of the truest like Spider-Man come to life and just just lavish. And in the creativity, it beggars my imagination just thinking, trying to imagine how someone come up with some of the shots and like the processes mm. and just. Like, the credit sequence at the end, I was thinking that, like, who the fuck came up with this and executed it? 
I know it's like a hundred dot guys, but like there's got to be like a yeah. half dozen men and women that like had this this vision to come up with. And like, how do you how do you do that? And then once you have the vision, how do you make it happen? Mm-hmm. And this movie is just a two hour long version of that, like inventive camera angles, uh, wild shot lines, uh, crazy focus pulls and slow mo and fast mo and dimensional and, shifting and like different styles of, of animation and, yeah. and that kind of stuff like yeah. th- there's a lot of vector art kind yeah. of stuff in there but also at the same time they're putting like comic but almost like a paper texture across just right. like the sky or right. the window that you're looking out of or whatever giving it like a really weird but unique and interesting feel and the other thing they they a lot of spider-man adapt- adaptations miss which i think they've gotten pretty uh, uh the new uh is it tom holland is that the new one the new guy uh, yeah yeah the way his his eyes are expressive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's just something in in the comics. Like you know, Spider Man is just wearing this 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 mask and passive mask, but in the comics, he can always kind of scrunch up his eyes and like you know narrow them and widen them and show shock and fear and laughter, and that all just happens. And you know, it doesn't make any fucking sense, but it looks cool, and it's yeah. it's a lot of uh, Spider Man's personality. Because in in the movies, they're always looking for an excuse for him to take his mask off. Because you know what the hell, you, you gonna you, pay you, Tom Holland to not show his face? Yeah, you got you got to have a guy acting here. And although they paid Nick Cage to not show his face in this one, oh, that's true. Nick Cage finally got to be in a super to play the to be in a superhero <laughs> film. Just he a sure straight did. up superhero yeah. film. So good for him. Good uh-huh. for him. I know he wanted Superman. Maybe he'll settle for. For one of the best Spider-Man, I mean, I, man, I, I really love Spider-Man too. I really love Homecoming, but I, this might be my favorite Spider-Man ever. Hmm. It's just a lot of fun, and it's also good to take because I think it, it's, you know, got some pretty decent like moral lessons if you're looking for that as a parent to teach a kid. Um, the other thing is because um, we're going to talk about the some trailers maybe here in a minute. Uh, I feel like. The trailers, I don't understand why this thing's marketed as like a kid's film, because when you mm. look at the and maybe it wasn't marketed that way. I don't, I don't feel like it was marketed well at all, but it, it's, it seems like it's still making a couple hundred million at the box office. But, you know, every trailer we saw was a was a was a car, not even young adult. It was just the cartoons. Um, yeah. And like it's this isn't a this isn't a kid's film. I, it's not an adult's film. It's It's not even a family film. It's just a really good. It's an all age. It's an all ages attraction, mm-hmm. and I felt like that the marketing somehow maybe didn't didn't quite get that. Um, I don't think it mattered though. It was so good that literally anybody who's talked about this movie has said glowing things. Yeah. So, like when you said, "Hey, uh, maybe we should talk about Spider Verse," I was like, "Well, I haven't seen it, but I would love a chance to." <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, is produced by uh, Lord Miller, who are the guys behind like Twenty One Jump Street and the Lego Movie and uh, a couple the others. reboot of Twenty One. The Twenty, right? yeah, 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 okay. yeah. The, the movie, the, yeah. the one is well, fairly well received. Um, okay, and uh, I, I don't know, like these guys. Um, oh, I guess they also directed and wrote the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I. These guys feel like a, another kind of early Pixar where they take things that seem like they should just be cash in or second tier shit like the Lego movie that should have been just a two hour long commercial for Legos. And it was, but it was also a very amazing experience in in, in and of itself. And um, I felt like they just can tell a hell of a story with just about any palette you give them mm. plastic toys, Spider-Man dude bros whatever you give them they will they'll, they'll tell a compelling story um for it so 
yeah, uh, take your wife, take your kids, take everybody, because there's Spider-Man and everybody up in here. Uh, anything else you want to say non-spoiler? No, I think we should talk about the trailers. You, you got a perfect segue here with the Lego Movie. Yeah, so uh, Lego Movie 2 is coming out, and I mean, I love the first Lego Movie. Um, it's right in my dad wheelhouse. I'll definitely see the second one. Um, I mean, it looks like fun. I haven't seen the first one, but... Really? Um, I thought you finally did. No. Okay. Yeah. You know, the one thing that was that, so this is trailer two and they completely X, they, they completely, the trailer A uh, highlighted the other protagonist um, in the movie, which appears to be uh, uh, Chris Pratt. So, so Chris Pratt plays the hapless Emmett, who is just a regular Lego dude that's kind of like the idiot. But Chris Pratt also plays the dashing heroic hero guy, the, like the new protagonist in this movie. So like Chris Pratt's playing Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec, but he's mm-hmm. also playing like Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic Park 4. And they play yeah. with a little tension about like that being funny. Uh, and that, right. that element was totally absent in this in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was all about, I guess, the... I don't know. They're doing something with the little sister. I think the villain of the... If you don't know, spoiler for a five-year-old movie, the villain of the first movie was essentially Dad. The Dad, you know, is a Lego collector, and he didn't want his kids playing with his fancy Legos, <laughs> and his his boy essentially sneaks down to play with his Lego town. $800 Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, glue, he super glue. Oh, my God, he super glues all his Lego kits together so you can't play with them. The fuck? Yeah, no. What well, kind of dad is that? You're right, and that's the whole the whole the whole movie is the allegory of this father son relationship and discovering inner child. Nice. And then I think the next movie seems like it's themed about the little sister with her duplos and her booger and her her cool older brother shit up is going to be kind of like the villain that's taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited. I'm 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 pretty excited about that. Uh, they also had help. Help me out. What Toy was, Story Four. Toy Story Four, which is just a teaser. It's the one that they're yeah. spinning around. It's droll. It's funny. It, it was it funny. It's just my. I have a fourth that says I'm not these. a toy and I don't belong here. And yeah, I mean, it's a cool concept. I didn't, I didn't think right? it was funny. I, it I funny? thought it was like, okay, well, I know the Toy Story. I know the Pixar does really good jobs with toy story Four, so i'll forgive this shitty trailer is what how i felt coming out of the trailer I, the, the teaser it's a you know we have in the baldies uh, our awards our, our uh, spectacular award show we have a segment called uh, like biggest risk highest reward uh and this is right up there because toys the toy story oh, trilogy yeah. three is, is so good is is a close as a perfect and and a perfect ending to yeah. like where you took a little boy con- and his toys completely through this life cycle and it's arguable that you should never gotten that toy box down off the shelf again mm-hmm. when you and and you're doing it and for no reason than probably to turn a buck. Yeah. I, I hope they got the story to justify it because holy shit, I have faith at this point. Yeah. In, in Pixar Studios being able, although I haven't seen like Cars too. Well, that's why you have the faith <laughs> because whatever. that's so I still have the faith. Uh, toy Story, they won't fuck up Toy Story. I hope not. I hope not. They can't. But it's 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 a scary. It's because like, boy, you didn't really have to do this. I hope it's mm-hmm. good. Uh, is there anything else? I'm yeah. Aladdin was oh, another teaser from Disney. What, uh, what do you think live about action Aladdin? What do you think about these live action? Like I, I I've seen the live action Lion King trailer. Yeah, um, that one's weird. That one's weird because it's animals. I think it might be the bet the potentially one of the better ones because. A lot of Lion King was just trading on the natural beauty and like how amazing mm-hmm. like you know that everything looked and I think with CG you can probably do that but I don't know I 
uh, I, I I saw I, I didn't, didn't did you see the live action Beauty and the Beast with uh, Hermione mm-hmm. from Harry Potter? No. Uh, and Dan Stevens, I am Emma Watson. I I didn't care much for it. There's live action can lose some of that spark, you know? Yeah. Just like imagine making Into the Spider Verse live action, it would just lose a lot of its loosey goosey fluidity and. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm curious to see what uh, Genie looks like. And, and sounds like because without Robin Williams, uh, Robin Williams like defines that movie to me. Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways. I, I wonder who they're going to get to play Jafar. Uh, they, they did try to sort of trade on that natural beauty in this teaser as well, right? Like they take you into the cave, probably the most visually interesting, aside from like one of the markets, right? Uh, the most visually interesting set piece they've got in that film, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, so they they try to do that, and this is just a teaser. It's literally just Aladdin seeing a lamp. Do you know who the live-action genie is? I don't. It's Will Smith. <laughs> Will and, Smith. And, okay, I can't wrap my head around that. And in, in all of it's the... very different than in, Robin Williams. In all of the pre-release kind of, uh, hype, it's he's been just a human character in, like, genie pants and a vest. Oh, sure, like Shazam? Is that, is that... <laughs> don't start that shit uh <laughs> i and i'm well, they should have got sinbad they really should have got sinbad just close the loop on yeah, that just yeah. finally once and for all make that happen Sinbad might true. be like 70 years old <laughs> you know be, or he could be 40 i don't know You're right i really well, don't know the black don't crack and that's before you get genie powers involved <laughs> uh so yeah it's, it's it's will smith i i don't know i don't know why i mean disney it, this feels kind of creative bankruptcy to just go and do live action versions that no one asked for of all of your old favorites. It's I one... mean, Disney is doing nothing but covers at this point, right? And, Star and other Wars, people's Marvel, IP. Pixar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now their own damn IP from back in the day. Yeah. 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 Are they making know. anything new? Have they released any new IP in the last ten years? I don't. I. I. That's that's what the Sony the Sony Bono project was when they got the last big copyright extensions. Like, all right, boys, <laughs> this is a one final we got, push. We got we got two decades to come up with a perpetual money machine. What can we do? Buy Marvel, buy Disney, <laughs> or uh, yeah, buy our own shit. Yeah. Uh, buy buy. You know, they're gonna hostilely acquire Harry Potter, and then it's I wonder if be Disney has over. ever actually tried to buy one of the studios they already own. <laughs> They've gone out and said, "You know what? These guys are doing real good work. Let's right. try to buy them up." Yeah, like uh, Lasseter or what? Sir. What was the other guys? The, the the big guy from the '90s that ran everything. He's just out. It's like, yeah, I like uh, this Touchstone's making some pretty good movies. Let's make them. Let's uh, let's make it. They want to tell we already own them. No, 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 no. Uh, I, that that might be. Uh, I think that's all of the trailer. There's How to Train Your Dragon Six. Oh yeah, I yeah. Don't I? I don't that's a fine that. franchise. I just uh, I stopped watching after like the first one. I think. Maybe I saw two, but uh, Jack's not into that, and therefore, I don't have to be either. Uh, I think that's it, and if you uh, are are listening and you're not a club member, this is where your voyage ends. This is where the Spider-Verse collapses into a singularity of zero bits. Uh, but if you would like to be a club member, it's easy to join at club.baldmove.com. Spoiler-filled movie reviews, uh, first-run movie reviews, are just the, the, the tip of the benefits at club.baldmove.com.